Okay, Noiros. I almost thought about going longer than last week, Dan, try to beat the record, but I'm going to let that stand for our special anniversary episode that we had last week. Um, welcome to the show, Out of the Podcast. Film noir uh, expertise from the two greatest in the game coming at you live and fucking exhausted. <laughs> yeah, collectively exhausted. Yes, collectively exhausted. I mean, really, that just sums up our show perfectly. Um, we've got... Uh, horse wrangler dan horse throated dan <laughs> yeah i i lost my voice yesterday so coming back defeated uh gentleman joey here to say oh fuck welcome, welcome to the show <laughs> i think we just missed an opportunity for defeated dan <laughs> i think that should have been take two dan we can't we can't edit yeah. this what, what would yours be yours, yours would be uh disjointed joey possibly <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll have one for you at the end of the show. Yeah, think about it. We got to give the listeners some reason to keep with this one. We already just started like, hey, you get excited because we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited, Dan. I think this is going to be a, a fun episode. It was a fun little movie that I'm, I'm very excited to get right in. But mm-hmm. of course, the lads are partied out. Uh, we stayed out all night last night, partaking one of us in spirits and the other one in spirited conversation. I'll let you guess which one. <laughs> And then um, I also saw this movie Thursday mm-hmm. before okay. I left. So I hope I'm semi-strong on this, but we'll see. Uh, welcome like, to the show. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the the write-up that I saw online is actually pretty good. I, I mean, got sure two write-ups yeah. and they're, one of them, I guess, is the one you're probably looking at. And they, they look good. They look strong. So I feel good about that. It's more just, yeah. um, you know, I like having a little bit more of a memory about this. Right. But you want it more fresh. Yeah. We're going to see what we can conjure together. You know, I'm we're going to be like the listeners today who don't watch the movies or haven't seen it in a while. And just like, I've seen it. I could just pop this on and they're going to love it. But if you just watch this, you might be like screaming at your radio. <laughs> yeah, your radio box. Oh, I just watched it this morning. So I, I feel I feel pretty confident. Ooh, all right. Okay. I feel pretty confident. It's pretty, it's pretty fresh in my mind and I've seen it before. So um, it's, yeah, I've, uh, I, I remember it coming back. I, I saw this one on uh, uh film on, on Noir Alley a few years ago and that was okay. my, introdu- that was my introduction to it. And I, yeah, spoiler alert. I loved it then. And I, I love it now. <laughs> he hates it now. Oh, okay, good. That, <laughs> no, that's I, a I still love it. Uh, welcome to the show. We love the movie, possibly one of us, uh, the yeah. other, do they, I don't know. We got to keep you listening, mm-hmm. but, I don't know how you doing, Dan. We got anything to discuss before we get into it? I was gonna say I'm I'm uh, just a couple updates. I'm I'm almost done, uh, Kolchak. Beautiful. It's been a great ride. A lot of great guest stars, and I had a very. You a sound very... like you were at the rap party there for a second. It's been a great ride, everybody. It's been a great ride. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was like this weird, like serendipitous moment because earlier in the week I texted you about Nina Fosh because I I had gotten this um this uh Mill Creek Blu-ray box set called uh, Noir Archive. It's a nine film box set on Blu-ray and it's got tons of Nina Fosh. Like there's a, she's in like a bunch of the nine. And uh, one of the ones that we talked about before was escape in the fog. And I watched that one. And then wouldn't you know it a couple days later, I'm watching Kolchak. She's in an episode of Kolchak. Oh, and that's I was lovely. And I was just, I was thrilled. So, I mean, the, the episode uh, was like 1975. So she, you know, she's a bit older, but she was fantastic. She actually played a witch in it um and it and uh, also in the episode was bernie capel a younger bernie capel so it was a, it was a fantastic episode and it's been a great show um, different so ends on nice, the age spectrum huh yeah so nice it was a nice connection it was a nice like intersection of like things that you know 
passionate about that I was watching the same week with an actress that I love. So I was just, it was, it was a good, good uh, serendipitous uh, event, I guess you could say. How about you? Uh, I watched Serendipity with John Cusack. And... Oh, I, how did that go? <laughs> That's yeah. that's serendipitous. I, I did not watch it. I just wanted to have a good segue from your uh, serendipitous. Uh, I don't even know what I've been watching, honestly. Well, wait, 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 wait. That's not true. I watched X. Oh, yeah. How, I, I, that's on my list. I want to watch that. How is it? Thumbs down? Really? That's the first I've heard. Uh, most people that I've, I've talked to that seen it said they really liked it. I would love to talk to those people and find out what they enjoyed about this. Um yeah, it just wasn't my cup of tea. That's the nicest thing I can say about it. Do you like Ty West's other stuff? Um, I'm indifferent about okay. it, but it's not usually like I could be like, it was okay is like usually the best from me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, that was all right. But I was down for vintage porno horror movie. And <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, know. Mean, I, I really like House of the Devil. I think that's my favorite of his. And uh, what was it? The the Sacrament is is, is okay. Um, those are the only ones I can think off the top of my head that I've seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll see it eventually. Like I, I, it's on my list, but I haven't like rushed out or anything to see it yet, but I'll, I'll get to it. Wait, I watched something else too. And what was it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a blur. Cause I was at my mom's, I was in Connecticut for the weekend and mm. I had my laptop with me and I was trying to get some, some files off the old computer. And that was one of them. And then what was the other one? Maybe it'll come to me, but mm-hmm. I liked it. Okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it Encino Man? No, it should have been. It should have been. I, I'm down for an Encino Man watch. I got on DVD. We can watch it. How's that not on Blu-ray already? Or that's 4K? a that's a great question. Let's let's talk about that. Why? Yes. Why is that not on Blu-ray? <laughs> I think that that's you know that's a that's a tough thing. Um, I mean, how do they have not come out with a Nugs Chilling and Grindage edition? You know, a Weezin the Juice we, edition. Weezin the Juice edition. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a missed opportunity. Let's let's just call. It I recently that. learned that Paulie Shore was supposed to play the caveman, the really? Encino man, but he he didn't want to do it, and then they created his character for him because they want they gotta have Paulie, and then he became Stony instead. Indeed. So apparently there is a Blu-ray that exists. Okay, but let me see what region it is because I'm a little bit suspecting of this. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look that up more. But yeah, it is on DVD for sure because I have it, which it looks, you know, it's not great, but. I'm sure, yeah, that's like an easy upgrade too. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's acceptable, but it's not great. I mean, also we could talk about how they're making a Biodome sequel apparently. So that that's a thing. They're not making a Biodome sequel. Nobody wants that. That's like a yeah. thing. Somebody's like, like, you know, Stephen Baldwin's like, yeah, we're working on a script, man. And yeah. like, sure you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm rather, sure you're writing it personally. I'd rather a son-in-law sequel thank you <laughs> that that is a father-in-law you know you could definitely yeah. do something yeah i mean r.i.p lane smith but yeah you can find other people yeah yeah i mean you can at least get paulie shore and uh, carla godino you know isn't that red-headed kid that was in all those 90s movies isn't he like a kind of a prick now is Alleged- he? allegedly i guess oh, i should really? say i could see him being a uh, listening to this stuff i don't know maybe it was that other kid yeah yeah you know that other guy. he's either other awesome guy. or he sucks so if i'm wrong he's awesome if he sucks well fuck that guy there's no in between there's no in between <laughs> uh but yeah and you know you can get tiffany tiffany amber thiessen yeah amber thiessen back and it could work who else dan who comes that... back who who what's the plot of father-in-law um that's a good question 
maybe it's that it's the kid of Pauly Shore and Carla Godino's character. And yeah. it's like the same idea where she goes away to college or he goes away to college. And then it kind of, just Oh, I didn't to, even think to bring back the college aspect. You're brilliant. It's, sir. It's, Look it's, at you. It starts over again. So it's like, it starts over again, but you can find other wrinkles to do it. Like, like maybe like Pauly Shore's character has become more straight laced because he's worked on the farm. Now he's, he's older and he kind of like has a different mindset and he has to kind of like relive that experience and like become more accepting of it. Remembering like his past. Okay, so like this that. is what happens. He's, he's been so successful. You know, he went to college for like seven years, Dan. So yeah, right. He's, he's obviously brilliant. He, uh, <laughs> I can't, I love thinking of uh, the listeners right now. They're like, oh yeah. But uh, Carla Guadino, she's a huge film noir fan. So you know what? We tied it together. I do know that about her. Mm. So he becomes very successful at the farm and he becomes like, you know, big farm, you know, he maybe even yeah. sells out the farm or something like that. And he's living in the city and, you know, Somehow his his new kid, his his new daughter, you know, now he now he's in Lane Smith's shoes. How right. does it feel? Exactly. You know, he doesn't go by crawl anymore. But yeah. you know, maybe it's or like maybe it's like crawl incorporated or something like that. <laughs> crawl farms. <laughs> crawl farms incorporated, and he sold out to the to the man. And so yeah, he has to like go back to the farm. She's dating some, you know, farmer or something. And uh he gets back to his roots. Yeah. His growing roots, pun intended. I feel like this could work. Absolutely. Far, far worse has been, has made it past the, you know, past the production stage and, and, and has been released. So, you know. Yeah. Let us work on one of those too. Yeah. Dan, you know what job I want is uh, like Hallmark movie writer. I think I could be really good at that. Oh yeah. But you'd have to do like the really weird wrinkles, like the, just like the really bizarre stuff to keep it interesting, you know? Oh Yeah. And that's like a job too, where you're like, I welcome notes, like, please, like, that's yes. just going to inspire me. So Hallmark, keep them coming. Yeah, keep them coming. Tell me what your algorithm wants now, like yes. Apple Farm author in ghost. London with Ghost Boyfriend. With ghost Boyfriend. <laughs> that helps him find new partner. <laughs> yeah. We're doing great. We're creatively on fire. I, I'd say we're ready for the movie now, Dan. Yeah. I mean, feature we presentation. Keep this- Keep this going after the recording's done. We'll just like have like a whole like brainstorming session. At least we could transcribe I, I, this episode, and we already got half the script done. I mean, we didn't even talk about my my treatment for World, Wayne's World three, so I, which I already have a treatment for. So well, that one's too good. I don't want to put that one out there. We yeah. get, we give away father in law for free. Yeah, and, you know, we we just want to see that. But Wayne's World three, although I I can't allow you to make Wayne's World three. Because okay. of those Uber Eats commercials. Yes, but I, I, I have it internalized. So it's it's there. It's there. This is what you do, Dan. We're like 10, 20 years away from like, we can just algorithm up a movie into the deep fake system. And then it just pops it out for us automatically. So you just put in your Wayne's World script with like age appropriate Wayne and Garth AI voice chip, you know, appropriate <laughs> with cameos from fucking like Bogey and Bacall or something, <laughs> you know. All sorts of good stuff. And uh, there you go. Because it's not like new thing. You, you've seen that going around, right, Dan? What? the like This those... new algorithm meme thing? Yeah. Where it's like the, it's almost like the uh, the CAPTCHA, like the. Right. That's what I thought it was together. at yeah. first. But yeah. it was like, it's like a, like an AI generator. You like put in like a prompt and it's like creepily accurate, but like still off. Off. Yeah. But it just shows how close we are. I'm terrified of this thing, Dan. I'm terrified of a lot of things. And everyone's just out there having fucking fun, feeding it information. For all our uh, older listeners out there, I'm with you guys. This this is no good. (laughs) 
yeah, you, you kids today and your your TikToks and your hula hoops and yo-yos and Dan Fogelbergs. TikToks and, and disco clocks, right? And your Zima. <laughs> the second Zima reference I've heard this weekend, Dan. Uh, which is, is that too many? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. We could always go for a third. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you for letting us burgle your time with that whole <laughs> intro. Yeah. That we needed far it too long. We needed it, but you know, we got to get up there. We're like the opening of the show is like the opening comic, Dan. And then here's your headliner. Yes. And it's episode 76. I almost said 56 for some reason. Oof, no, we're, we're definitely at 76. Um, so first off, we got to we got to give a shout out to Anwaro. Our listener, David M. sent us an email. It was uh, a very kind email. We say thank you to that. But he was like, hey, I know you guys are from the Philadelphia area. Some of us are in it. Some of us are in the outskirts. But some of us have only been here so long. That kind of evens us out. I feel like we're about even for Philadelphia experience. Yeah. They're like, here's a movie for you. This thing is Philly through and through. And boy, is it ever, Dan. Mm-hmm. You ready for some taglines? I am very ready. <laughs> this one cracks me up. You'll be tense from suspense and limp from excitement. You should not be limp from excitement. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but okay. Yeah, that's like a movie that doesn't have Jane Mansfield and Martha Vickers in it. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not possible. If you're limp by the end of this movie, like you know everything about yourself. Like You're coming out on the other side of this one way or the other. Absolutely. Uh, all right, next tagline. They set up a luscious blonde as bait for the robbery of the century. I don't know if they really set her up, but okay. Yeah. It was a robbery of the century, though. I'm down for that. Yeah, that's fair. Number three. We got four of these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> An army of police and the underworld hot on the scent of the beautiful burglar mixed up in the robbery of the decade. Clearly, they, they're just like, we're selling this on Jane Mansfield. No, we you're don't talking care about Dan Durier, right? I mean, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And finally, best, last and not least, the, the best one here, a trail of perfume and violence. I like that one the best. I think so, too. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the burglar. This this was released June 1957 from Columbia Pictures, directed by Paul Wencos, everybody's favorite director of Gidget, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this We'll get into all that. Uh, but this is his debut film. And then we got a screenplay by a friend of the show, David Goodis, Back from Dark Passage, mm-hmm. based off of his own novel, uh, the same name from 1953. First time and only time he, he wrote a script from one of his great books. Here we are. Welcome to the show. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad that we got that recommendation because like I said before, I mean, I, I'd seen this one. I knew about the local flavor and I mean, I love it for other reasons, but that's just one other thing to add to the to the pile. It's because it's it shot a location in the area and that's that's are, are those unique. Are those other reasons Jane Mansfield and Martha Vickers? Uh, I'd say that if they're not number one, it's definitely the top three. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no when you watch this film and then you see it i mean the intro is interesting but when you see the 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 opening credits and you see that both jane manfield and martha vickers are in it you know it's going to be pretty cool like yeah, it's going to be I, awesome I, I would <laughs> like if you if you don't like this movie I'll, yeah. i will spoil that much it's how much did i like it we'll yeah. talk but what do you want from yeah. us <laughs> yeah i was glad to see this suggested too because yeah, it was just like, where, where has this movie been my whole life? This is a fun time. Um, very out of nowhere introduction with newsreels. You're kind of like, is this the movie? Like, what's yes. going on here? Mm-hmm. 
that threw me off. But then all of a sudden you say, hey, like headlines that are just all over the world having to do with, you know, whatever. But now we're in Philadelphia. We got a Philadelphia headline and it's saying a wealthy Philly man, he, he's passed and he's leaving his estate to a spiritualist group. Mm-hmm. And specifically, it's being given to this woman named Sister Sarah. So she's got some good swag. And in particular, she, she wants to show this off to the camera. She's got a crazy good necklace, jeweled necklace. It has its own soundtrack. It's so good. This mm-hmm. little sparkly soundtrack, which is very interesting. And she's like, this, this is the highlight of, of this whole booty. And as that ends, someone obviously is watching this thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's in a movie. It was all like newsreel trailers before the movie, which was really cool. We're in the movie theater. And who should it be? But our old friend, Dan Thurier! <laughs> I was going to say, I, I didn't want to spoil it, but I was waiting. I think that you were waiting to yell out that portion versus the intro. Like, you didn't want to, like, throw your voice out. Like, you wanted to have all that oomph go into your Dan Durier shout. Honestly, so. I probably should have just saved it for the end and then cut it back into there. But that's all right. It was still good. Feel free to throw one out, Dan. I, if it was another day, I, <laughs> I would, but not today. Another day, another movie, perhaps. Another day, another Dan. Um, no, I mean, I, I am just as excited. Don't don't tell by my voice, um, but I, I do love Dan Durian, It sounds so. better than you think. I think, you know, our professional listeners are going to be able to tell, but if you're just coming off the street and popping into this episode, you know, like, hey, what a Philly episode, huh? Yeah. Well, what, what, it's in the water today, right? Exactly. I'll be throwing those in later. Don't Thank worry. you, Dan. Thank you. I should hope so. But <laughs> Dan Durier, he plays Nat Harbin. Uh, he's starring for once, which is really great to see. You know, he's mm-hmm. always a, a bit player in these things that we watch, and he's often the best part. Mm-hmm. And now you get to see this young buck, this 30-year-old man or 35-year-old man. They say he's 35, he's 50 in, in the movie, and I'm 35. So when I, see, when I see that, I'm just like, okay, sure, cool. People just looked a lot older back then. I mean, you know, yeah. you probably, you know, it's the same thing that, you know, with Norm from Cheers, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. You'd say he's 55, so I'll buy it. I, you know, it also, I could have taken it as just like they were unsure or something. I mean, mm. you know, by the time they get to the police sketch of them, it's, it's so bad. Like it's, they <laughs> yeah, didn't do, they did do a good job. They're like, it's like, okay, you could take some of those lines off, like easy there, but yeah. He, he looks like a Dick Tracy character. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We'll post a picture of it, but yes, we've talked about it too much. So then he heads off. He's like, all right, I've seen enough. I don't need to watch this movie. Like I basically, I'm going to the movies to get jobs. Apparently mm-hmm. I'm in, let's do he's, this. He's thing. scouting out jobs, you know, he's always working as you should be. So he's like, let's go ahead and do this thing. He puts together a crew. So we got Baylock, who's our Peter Capel. And mm-hmm. then we got Domer, Mickey Shaughnessy and Gladden, Jane Mansfield. There she is. Mm-hmm. This is our crew. Everyone's got their part. And we get right to work. We're not waiting any time to really do this crime. I mean, when we first meet Jane Mansfield, like she um, is like going in to make a a donation. We don't know who she is. You know, she gives 50 cents because she saw it on the news and stuff. And she gives it right to Sister Sarah and everything. And then she leaves and it turns out she was casing the joint. That was a nice touch. So that was her part, especially. But the boys, they're ready to take on this job. So come nightfall, they head to the estate. And it's time to pull this beautiful, beautiful job. Mm-hmm. So it's a wall safe that they need to get into for this. And you get to see some some good safe cracking, which is nice. I always love I like the that. setup of of all of them in the different, you know, lookout points. 
And then as, as you'll get to, you know, the signaling coming yes. up. And then so there's uh, a cop car that's on patrol comes by and they're, you know, like, eh, that should be, they see a parked car, <laughs> you know, outside of the state. Obviously, the state's going to have its own parking. So that's suspicious. Yeah, I mean, it's out on its own. It just, it, I guess they just think it's like a little odd. I, I guess I kind of get it. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, it seems like a little bit out of place. I mean, Dan, this is literally what the police are for is to protect those rich estates and tell people <laughs> to fucking beat it or go to jail. So they're like, uh oh, cops are coming back to look at this car. So Domer and Baylock, they give Nat the signal to, to head on back. Flashlights and yeah, like a, all like sorts a of landing a plane, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay, whoops. He makes his way back down, he gives it the old whoop, 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 whoop. and he, he goes to the cops and he kind of, he's, you know, acting a little tired, a little sweaty, he's sweaty. Yeah. And, and I mean, he luckily kind of was from doing the work. So it kind of, he can yeah, he's like climbing walls. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's not hard to fake that. He's got his jacket um, like over his shoulder, like kind of playing like he, you know, his car broke down and he, you know, he was out r- walking, you know, real far to try to get a gas station. Yeah. And these cops are just like not buying it whatsoever. And they're really just giving him the old business. It's a great and, scene. I mean, the way he like he disconnects the I don't know if it's the battery or whatever, but he like like he, the one cop's like, oh, here, I'll try starting it for you. And he goes and then he has the the hood open. And he like disconnects it real fast so it doesn't start. And, and so, then like, puts it back when it's it afterwards, back, yeah. too. So they don't notice. Yeah. Yeah. Because they really like just don't believe this guy because, you know, it's Dan Dury. Eh? Looks a little shady. He's a shady guy. We've seen this guy in movies before. He's not the good guy, mm-hmm. but they buy it. They head off. So he's like, all right, back to work heads on up and the clock is ticking. We don't have much time to do this job. You know, sister Sarah's downstairs watching TV very loudly. Also real quick. Can we talk about how, like, I love at the end of the sequence with the cops where the guy's like, what do you think we are? Taxi service? Like, <laughs> hey, can you give me a ride? But it makes more sense later on. Cause at first, like you feel like, man, that's kind of mean, but then you kind of get, when you find out some things later on, it kind of makes sense actually. Yeah, you, at first you're just like, oh, these are just dick cops. But yeah, yeah it's like dick cops, dot, dot, dot. But a re- maybe yeah, a reason. that was surprising yeah. that when, when that all happens. But yes, well, but it'll, it'll come up later, I think. Yes, they pull off the job successfully right in the nick of time. We love a, a countdown to, to zero bomb style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got it. They race off into their car and go to hide out in their tenement. And things are great. They have... Um, Baylock, look at the necklace. They can get $85,000 for it. Is that is that the price that it is like after they said like they have to sell it? Or is that like the initial worth? And then it's like you're basically going to get like 20 grand or something like that. No. So they do mention 20 grand, but it, it was I think they said like 120 or something like that. But it's 85 is what they could actually get for it. Yeah. Like, like, like the retail. And then they would eat their each. Their take was 20,000. Right. Because this person. thing is hot, it's going to be hard to move. You know, you they got to fence like, it. Yeah, you got to melt it down and everything like that. So that's the best you're going to do, unfortunately. And they're like, cool, but they got to lay low. Yeah, but they're like, I want to fence it now. Like, I got this guy in Baltimore. Like, let's do it. And Dan Duryea is like, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah, these guys, his little uh, flunkies, they're, they're they itching. need to. They got broken brakes, that's for sure. Yeah, all throughout. But Dan Duryea is yeah, like definitely like just chill. We got to wait on this. It, things will cool off and then we can figure it all out. And now the cops, they're like, oh, clearly that guy must be involved with it. So he's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's him. So this is where your police sketch comes in and keeps getting worse and worse. They just add more to it. Less it's, is more, Dan. Yeah, it's, it's something. 
This is an independent feature before it went to Columbia. So I'll give him the, some it's forgiveness. True. I learned that after the fact, but at the time, my artistic rage. Ugh. It was, and they were trying to sell it. But I, I think despite that, I mean, on a global scale, I mean, we're just going to kind of getting into it, but like, there's some really amazing shots in this film, like some really great cinematography, Absolutely. especially for, for like a first time director and an independently funded film. Like it's it's cool. It looks great. It looks great. It's edited very well. Like, yes, it's very exactly. snappy. Right. It, it moves along very confidently. Um, Interesting transitions. Like, just yes. yeah, just everything about that is, is just really, really cool. We're in the 50s and, you know, we've yeah. been in the 40s for so long. And, you know, other than some color detours. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, this this definitely feels like modern and fresh and exactly like the, and and you get that in like the late 50s you know I mean, as we did like it makes me think of like odds against tomorrow mm -hmm. and experiment and terror like it's the it's noir but Blast it's like silence yeah but it but there's like a weird like modernist like it's that mid-century modern you know almost element in, in it where you got the kind of the jazz age you got like this other you know it's just it's, things are kind of changing a bit and the film is kind of just opening up more. It feels Absolutely. like more kind of going on. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like the, in the transitional yeah. phase, you know, before we get to Neo and, and all of yeah. that, but um, it's, it's a great place to be. And I'm always excited to be here. And yeah. If I had one suggestion for the show, I'd say, let's get, let's come here more often. Well, guess what? I have, I have something for that. Love it. I'll talk, we'll talk about it maybe at the end, but I have, I have something for that. Okay. On, on that note. Okay. Very interesting. Now I'm curious the whole time. Can't wait to skip ahead. Uh, <laughs> I'm keep. I, I want to keep you in suspense, just like our listeners. We're all sticking aboard on this one. Uh, so yeah, we're we're sketching this horrible sketch. You know, Sarah has reported the robbery. Now they're sending out the the APB. They're looking for this guy. The drawing is out. So obviously that's not going to make. They got to stay in in their tenement longer and. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're there for a while. I don't know how long it, it is. I mean, I think like a month, right? At least. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a long time for everybody to be in such close quarters. And, you yeah, know, everyone. With the every, ice. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just did. And everybody is like being creepy towards Jane Mansfield, which is no good. And we start to learn why she's here because she likes Dan Durier, but he rebuffs her. It's like, well, what's up with that? And we get this yeah. nice little flashback. And we get to see little Kid Durier, which I will say was well cast, I thought. Yeah, I think so. Kid Durier! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be uh, a new band name. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> if, if I was a talented man, sir, I would be all out aboard on that. Oh, train. don't sell yourself short. Thank you. I, you know what? Here's my guitar solo now. Wow! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. So, yeah, we see Kid Durier... And he has uh, an adopted father who was also, turns out, a burglar. And he's like, he teaches him the, the tools of the, the trade. trade. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's a, a great time. But of course, he gets busted at one point and he's like, you got to look after my daughter. Can mm -hmm. you do you can you do that for me? I trust you. You know, I brought you up. I see that you're a good guy. Like we're on the level. And he, he promises him and he absolutely lives up to that the entire movie. It kind of reminds me of an illegal with with Edward G. Robinson and uh, I guess it was it wasn't Nina Fosh. Yeah, like that. It's like that kind of like more paternal, but like there's that weird like almost like romantic nature of it. But the 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 guy kind of rebuffs them. It, it, it's like kind of similar in that way, where it's almost like you're looking after them and you don't think of them that way. And that's mm -hmm. exactly this type of scenario. Found a way to bring it back to Nina Fosh. <laughs> Hey, man, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> well done. Welcome to the Fosh cast. Yeah. 
Dahmer especially is like, ooh, Jane Mansfield. Like, I, I like that. But Nat puts a stop to it. This is where he sends her off to Atlantic City, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. He's like, things are getting hot here. My, my pitcher's out there. You should go to Atlantic City. Like, take a vacation. You get to see the Philadelphia train station. 30th is, Street Station, yep. Yeah, I mean, there's so much, like, it, it's filmed in Philly. Like, you don't right. have to worry about that. And, I mean, that's really cool. I mean. Oh, I, I love it. I mean, that and as we get to later in, in, in New Jersey and Atlantic City and you get to see all that, it's 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 amazing. I want to go to that Atlantic City. We'll, you know, oh, we'll yeah. get to it. But that looked amazing. That was one of like the best Atlantic City sequences I've seen in a movie, like a, a good oh, yeah. representation of it. Definitely. And, and yeah, I mean, I will say that living in this area my whole life in the Philadelphia area, like and being a film noir fan, like it's cool. It's really cool because it's so unique. Like you don't see that. I mean, you know, in the Hollywood era, you're not really seeing a lot of films, especially in like the South Jersey, Philly area. You're just not seeing that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of many other, if at all films that were actually filmed on location here. Right. In that, exactly. in that sense. So like, that's, it, that's what another reason why it makes it so unique. I mean, not only is it set there, but it's actually shot on location there. It's cool. Uh, it's, yeah. It, you could definitely we could set up a tour sometime for this one yeah i was i was i was scouting out uh filming locations uh at, right after i watched it i was i was looking at because i was like i definitely know where some of these are a lot of these are i mean some of them yeah. like, are more modern obviously now but i mean the econ soful i mean you can still go there and there's stuff and in atlantic city and stuff like that yeah mm -hmm. it's a good trip and so and, and jane mansfield should absolutely take that trip i mean everybody's mm -hmm. being creepy to her you know there's been fisticuffs over her yeah. And, and things are hot. So she she's going away to, to Atlantic City. And when she is there, she's followed by a mysterious stranger. We don't quite see him just yet, mm -hmm. but he's smooth. He's got the goods and he's like, well, we got to be friends. And yeah, it works yeah, for her. And you get that scene with her. It just opens up her in the, in the bathing suit on the beach. And, and like, you know, they were, Ooh. you know. Yeah, but they also you also know, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were really trying to sell jay mansfield this movie and and that's they were able to sell this movie and get it released two years later i'm sure we'll talk about it later but because of her i mean they were hinging it on her success right, like, like i mean at, at the time like of that, filming this is like yeah. it wasn't necessarily like she wasn't she hadn't blown up yet so it wasn't no. like hey we know to like do this it was more just like instinctual because how do you not <laughs> Right. Cash it, cashing in on, on like she had just kind of started coming up at that point. I mean, this was filmed in 55. It came out in 57. She made uh, a couple movies in between that started getting her and she had some other like publicity sense, some other stuff coming up. And that really is kind of skyrocketed. So then Columbia was probably like, yeah, like we can just ride this out. Now we want to release this. You know, I'm sure Absolutely. we'll talk about it, but that's what happened essentially. Yes. So easy to sell with that beach scene. I mean, we saw the yeah. taglines, Dan. We know how they're trying to sell this movie. Yes. Yes. And I'm looking forward to see what the screen cap for this episode is. Good luck. It, I, I will say I actually got them in advance because I rented this movie. Um, oh, okay. So, so because it's on Amazon, but you have to like pay for it. But I actually had a bunch of credits, so I didn't really have to like pay for it. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, so I, I grabbed a bunch. I mean, it was hard. It was very hard. <laughs> I Because there's just so many great shots. I'm glad this is the episode that we get to, you already have done it for, so we get to know of the struggle because I believe it. There's, It's beyond just beautiful women, of course. Um, I have it, some great shots. I, I want to, because like, you want to, I want to capture the essence of the movie. I mean, anytime I grab some chapters, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's certain elements that are great and that look cool. Or like in this case, it's like, wow, it's Jane Manfield. But like, you know, you also want to capture the essence of the movie. Like that's like my intention whenever I go into, finding screenshots like i i take it very seriously like i want to make sure it's it tells a story or it has a, a purpose and you know 
I think they do. I think the ones I selected do, but you'll be the judge when I, I send them to you. Yes. But also, you know, the fans could be the judge as well, yes, as they may well, judge yes. us all the time. But I say, you know, screw you. We do good work. I like I like our shots. Dan does a great job picking those Thank out. You. So, yes, looking forward to that. And the essence of this movie also is just like as much as, again, beautiful women. Dan Duria, you know, he's the burglar. It's it's a very sad tale about this, this poor man. Maybe, you know, he is 35 and just looks 50 because of the weight of all everything that has what happened life. to him. Yeah. I mean, he was an orphan. I mean, he ran away and then got picked up on the side of the road by this guy. This this other this like older. What was his name? Like Gerald or whatever his name is. The, I think so. The, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that was the burglar. So, I mean, like he had this life where he didn't have much stability until he met this other burglar and just kind of, you know, learned and emulated him. And then, you know, That's he basically he and he botches. He's the reason basically why he 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 dies because or or I don't know if they says he dies or he goes to jail, I forget. He dies, like but like the cops dies. were still coming into yes, it. It was just right. a bad that's situation right. yes. altogether. But he he said he tripped an alarm. Right. It, it was a couple years into them working together. So I mean, I, I'm sure he blames himself for that. I mean, they don't really they address it maybe through those dream sequences, but like they don't really talk about it. But I think it's inferred that that you know that affects him and he feels obviously feels it's his duty to protect gladden but yeah, i can see that um, being a, a strength of the book like yeah oh yeah i could see it really getting into that well but yeah sam elber wanna... as gerald the burglar you know he was a small part but he did a great job i mean this is definitely like i mean i'm always interested in the in the books i i'm always scared that i won't like the books as much or, or i'll or i'll tend to just lean on the movies too much but this is actually a book uh of a film that we've done so far like i'm actually legitimately interested in, in like seeking out and wanting to read and yeah because I mean, he's from Philly too. So like there's that whole element and, and that makes more sense of obviously why it's shot there. But I'm interested to see how they portray this in, in the book. Like I'm interested to see how they, how they compare. Exactly. And also just not even like, you know, if he was adapting his own work. So, you know, like what you right. like about this is definitely going to be present in there. So yeah, you wonder how it, it might be really close. Um, I'd read Dark Passage too. I'd be curious about that. Yeah. I, I, and, I mean, he did Nightfall too, which we've already also right, done. right, yeah. So, like, you know, the stories are are interesting. Like, they're like there's they're something very, there clearly. Yeah. So, like, he definitely has a, a, an interesting style. I mean, he did like a lot of pulp stuff, you know. So it's like, but stuff that really caters well into the the. I would also scene. say listen to our Dark Passage episode because we get into some good fun facts. Some good goodest facts. <laughs> some good goodest, exactly. Sorry. Son of a bitch. <laughs> some goodest facts. Some goodest facts. Uh so yeah, uh, this mysterious man approaches her on the beach and, and totally succeeds at that. Meanwhile, back in Philadelphia, Dan Durier is feeling pretty bad about himself and the whole thing. So he goes out to, you know, get a drink as you do. And he's at a bar. And who should he meet, Dan? But uh, <laughs> say, hey, Jane Mansfield, not so fast, motherfucker. <laughs> His lucky day. <laughs> Apparently, you know, at least at this, to this point, you think this is too good to be true. It's a Della day, all right. Uh, here's our Martha Vickers. 10, 15 years after Big Sleep. Mm -hmm. And wow, she looks mm -hmm. great, especially yeah. because I mean, she has a tragic end not too long after this. I mean, this might have been her last movie or like second to last movie that she I mean, did. So, so does James Manfield, Jane Manfield. It's true. Yeah, yeah, these are these are some tragic figures. Yeah. Absolutely. But hey, it's film noir. That's, that's how yeah. we do it. So uh, they ha they have a great rapport. You know, they kind of trade trade you know how shitty their lives have been and stuff like that but he, he confides in her he feels really safe with this woman he, well, he's, he's very forward with him 
She's very block. forward and he's very confessional too. I mean, they're, they're giving out way too much about themselves, yeah. but I mean, we find out at least in Martha Vickers case, you know, there's a reason there. Yeah. What's your name? Nathaniel. Say, what is this? What do you want? Basically. Basically, I'm out to find myself a man. Wait for me outside. Are you kidding? No. No, Nathaniel, I'm not kidding. Well, that's tough on you. Sorry. No sale. Just to let you know I'm not selling anything. You know, I like the feel of that name. Nat. Soft, but it has a snap to it, a soft snap. It's a patent leather name. Later tonight, I'll be home. You needn't ring the bell. The door will be open. So they head back to their place, presumably, because he wakes up in her apartment. And uh, she's there's not probably there. some some smooching going on or something after. <laughs> and they, I mean, they talk the scenes. They show a lot of talking, and then it 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 fades to black, and then it's him waking up on a couch. So I guess I, I you know you can infer maybe something, but you know anything you don't know exactly can happen in the black. Yeah, yeah. you got you got to watch out for that. Yes. So something had made him very tired, Dan, and he is now woken up, and she's not there. She's not in the apartment. That's weird. You know, you know, you don't want to have that feeling. So he pops outside, and then all of a sudden. He hears something, so he kind of hides in the the bushes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she's there with another man. And it turns out that they want to get this necklace. They're in on it. And then we see the man. It's the policeman from before. It's Charlie. It is Charlie Stuart Bradley. So they're each conspiring to like try to romantically, you know, as they mentioned later, like spin into a web, basically into their web collective webs, and then. Uh, you know, try to get this 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 necklace out, out of them and it was it would have went quite well they were both succeeding yes not for this little bit of a slip out yes. slip up so he's like oh god we got to go to atlantic city like we got to get out of philly i know people are looking for us but we got to go warn jane mansfield about yeah. this i think they even like try to call her and she's like doesn't pick up she was on the beach yeah right. so she's and she's like taking her time up the boardwalk you're like come on just get back to the, the hotel room <laughs> But, you know, hey, you're having a good vacation, Dan. Yeah, you're on, I mean, Atlantic City at that time was a, was a cool spot. So, you know. You could definitely sell it with this footage. Oh, yeah. So they go through the toll booth. You know, hey, even back then, you got to pay a price, right, Dan? Yes. And uh, this was not good because they recognized Dan Durier from the police sketch, apparently. And <laughs> he calls it in. Now uh, everyone's looking for him. And along the drive, they even get stopped by an officer. Day trooper. Um, Yep, it was just like a little normal traffic violation. All is going well. Dan Durie, you know, gives his information out like very calmly. Seems also like real it's- quick, I, I love the authenticity because you can hear in the background they start talking about Egg Harbor Township and, and the White Horse Pike, and he's on the Black Horse Pike, and that's all that's all right there. And and I love that. It's 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 so realistic. I mean, growing up in the, in this in the South Jersey area, like, yeah, it's all everything like matches up. Like there's nothing like continuity wise or like 
you know, being local here where you'd be like, oh, wait, that sounds a little bit hokey or something like that. But everything, everything checks out as someone that's been here their whole I mean, life. Beyond the filming location and beyond the author, the director and the producer are all from Philadelphia. So right. it's like there's not everyone is very authentic. No, yes, people, they're not even yeah. trying. It's just like this is what it is. We know. This. Right. So it, it's very I mean, seamless. Like, I love it. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. If you're a local, I hope this is exciting for other people. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> this is an international me. podcast, Dan. But yes, for a couple of local boys, it is a really cool time. If you're from Philadelphia, you're going to love this movie. If you're not, I think you're like, still going to have a good time. Right. I mean, like I said, yeah, it's like it's it's very rare that we get this opportunity to, to like talk about this area because that, that we're very familiar with. You know, and, and we love we're here. It's, yeah, it's like a home. It's like a home. Like it's like a home game. You know, it's yeah. like you feel like you're. You know, this is like your your territory, and you don't get to say that. I mean, if we lived in LA, it might be different. We'd be like, oh yeah, you know, sure, San Francisco. All time. Yeah, exactly. But like, this is like unique. So, gotta t- gotta take it when you can. Wherever they filmed Desert Fury, I think that was Arizona. That Arizona town psyched. The, yeah, it's us. Yeah, it's their favorite movie. They still show it there. I'm sure. <laughs> I hope we can only hope. Maybe they'll invite <laughs> us down, and we can we can stay at the house. People should just invite us somewhere to stay at their house. You know, we don't even need to show a movie. Yeah, the double indemnity house. I want to. I, I, whoever whoever lives there oh. currently, I, I would love to. I'm visit. surprised that it's not like an Airbnb or something. It should be if it's not. We should we should buy it and then you know have the film noir B and B. The experience. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could just get a normal place and just kind of like put it together. Don't you want to be a landlord, Dan? Everybody's favorite job. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Ugh. Maybe a super. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, Joe Pesci? The super? Yes, yes, the super. Yes, that's a, that's actually exactly what I was thinking about. I love that he had blonde hair in like so many '90s movies. It was a weird time. I don't yeah. know why they're like this. This is hilarious. You put Joe Joe Pesci in blonde, mwah, that's yeah, gonna it's... crack the audiences right up. And it works. You know what? Yeah, woo woo. Well done, everybody. It worked because we're still talking about it. <laughs> Dan, I still can't remember the other movie I watched this week and like Saturday or Friday. Was it the super? It should have been. It should have been. Yeah. Yes. Uh, come to you. I hope so. <laughs> or just text me later. Just let me know what it was later when you re- when you do re- remember. Yeah, but I'm showing everyone I'm a bad host. It's okay. It is okay. That's we have another host to fall back on. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Well, Victor Laszlo's time off the bench will be coming on. We're calling him in. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If anything, we're blaming him. He he took the movie notes from me. Ah. Yeah, that that darn Laszlo. If we paid him, he'd be fired. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't like Philadelphia, at the very least, I would say Atlantic City is cool to look at no matter where you are, especially at this time. It, it's it looks very cool. And now we're like right in. I mean, all right, hold on. Let's finish up with before we get that. Yeah, so we'll get I, I have a lot City. to say about that. So, yes, I understand. Uh, we're still pulled over with this uh, routine traffic violation. It seems like they're going to go ahead and get away. But then we hear on the radio that they're looking for these guys. And uh, he's like, okay, we got to stop him. Then, of course, Dahmer, who is, you know, a genius. And we've already seen him, you know, hit on Jane Mansfield and be a total creep. He kills the policeman and uh, shoots him in the face. Yes. Shoots him brutally in the face. And then uh, he gets shot back as well. Yes. I didn't quite realize that at first. I thought he went like catatonic or something. Like they're a little subtle with that. The, yeah, but he mentioned uh, Dan Duryea mentions like, oh, he's he's like gone or he's done. He's, he's done not coming back or yeah, yeah, but he yeah, kind of like still that. looked like he might have been alive. I don't know. But, right. 
I, I, yes, I'm fine with him being murdered. That's makes you, kind, you kind of infer it later on. Like when, when you, when you realize he's not with them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, by that point, absolutely. Yeah. It was just like, Hey, someone's missing here. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> so now we're extra on the run and laying low. And so they uh, head to a swamp on the edge of Atlantic city, get rid of the car. In like the marshlands. Yeah. And like, yeah. There you go. Thank you for the map, Dan. Sure. That's and uh, literally in the muck. And they they find like a little shack. shack. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, like a fishing shack or something. You know, it's probably like a million dollar home now. <laughs> that was the one thing I was like, there's no way these exist anymore. No. <laughs> what a time. Well, the bridge still exists. The, the um, what's that bridge? It's the um, uh, it's like the Atlantic. What's it called? The Albany, Albany Ave Bridge. Like that's still that still is a thing. Yeah, I've driven over that. Yeah. That's that's pretty much one of the only things still there. <laughs> I mean, there's probably some still thing. I mean, the the location where you see Durier coming up in it when he's walking around Atlantic City, uh-huh. I mean, that's still there, but the hotel that's right there is gone. It's like a parking lot, basically. But part of the boardwalk, I think, is still it still could be potentially be the same boardwalk. Like part of that, like where it slopes down into like from above ground level to down to the street level. Right. Um, from the warwalk, I think that still might be the same unless they've done repairs or reconstruction. But I mean, that I can pinpoint where that area is. Like, I know it's like right near Ripley's uh, over that way. Is that still there? The Ripley's? I think so. It's been a while since I've been to Atlantic City. It's been at least, you know, because that I saw, saw in the movie and I was like, ooh, that looks yeah. like a good time. Yeah. Pre pandemic, I've been there. I mean, I've been there many times in my life, but it's been, it's been a little while. I mean, who knows how, how much has changed in the last couple of years. I'm very curious. We we almost could do an update on this episode. Maybe, maybe we'll make a road trip. Hey, Dan, we got like four or five days before this sucker comes out. We could yeah. we could make it up there, put a little out, addendum on the end of this. Out of the podcast uh, on the road. <laughs> that sounds like a good time, actually. You got to pay for that one, though. Yeah, that's that's Patreon material. If only for our gas. Yeah, exactly. Is there a gas talk ban on this show as well? I don't think so. I just I just got gas today, and it's like the most I've paid in a long time. It was pretty terrible, buddy. I just went to Worcester, Massachusetts, and back, and yeah, what a kick in the balls I feel. Oh yeah, I can I can imagine. I feel your I feel your pain. Also grateful to be working a remote job right now, though. Because oh yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't think I could survive it. Yeah, I, I don't see how I could pull that off. I'd be living in this deserted shack in Atlantic City <laughs> that they're hiding out in. <laughs> just just look looking at Atlantic City, wishing you were there. Yep. I mean, yes, throughout this movie, absolutely. I'm yes. like, I, to be a cameraman, I would be psyched. I'll be the, oh, yeah. the boom mic operator. Mm. I'll be the best boy there ever was. <laughs> what does the best boy do, Dan? The best boy doesn't do stuff with like the um, the arranging things like for work where the camera's going to be placed and stuff like that. And like all the, the booms and stuff like that. I mean, it's been a while since I've done my film theory stuff, but that sounds right. I think that's right. Why is, why is he the best? Why is he the best? Why can it only be a boy? You know what? You're going to make me look this up now. The show is making you look this up, Dan. I have nothing to do yes. with it. Okay. So in a film crew, there are two kinds of best boy. Best boy electric and best boy grip. They are assistants to the department heads, the gaffer in charge of electricals, and the key grip, which is lighting and rigging. So yeah, I was basically right. Yeah, it's like all the uh, all the extra stuff to set up the, the shots, like outside of the camera itself. So it's like setting up the lighting, the like electrical stuff to make sure everything, you know, everything goes smooth. The unsung heroes of film. Yes. Production. Thank you so much to the best boys and best girls out there. Yes. Best people. Yeah. 
We we should we gotta evolve that name for the 21st century, right? Best people. Just call them the best, right? Yeah, they're the best of the best. <laughs> Baby, when's that episode coming? I you like know. best of the best? I don't know what you're. Are you talking about a movie? Yeah, with Eric Roberts and James Earl Jones and Chris Penn and that one dude who did all the sequels whose name I forget. Dude, watch best of the best. Oh my god, that's your homework assignment. I haven't seen this. Wow, and Chris Penn. Yeah, you will love it. You will love it. Wow, this looks like a trip. Especially for the people who listened to me last week and they did the YouTube video of Lawrence Tierney, Reservoir Dogs, and heard Chris Penn just telling wonderful stories of Lawrence Tierney showing up early at his house and ruining barbecues. (laughs) You're in the zone for some Chris Penn. Do this. You're going to love it. I'll add it to my list. I I do like martial arts films, so I'm sure I'll enjoy this. Look, if you're selling it to a gentleman, Joey, all you got to say are the two golden words. Eric roberts i should say three words eric fucking roberts but <laughs> <laughs> that guy fucking rules but yeah i agree can't wait to hear your review on that one in a forthcoming episode okay but yes best people out there our listeners that's who they are that's the credit the cops they're speculating that the burglars are going to be in atlantic city so they're all going to head over there they're not even going to call the atlantic city police they're like we got this and now dan durier he's like I got to get in touch with Jane Mansfield because this guy, this cop has been pretending to be her boyfriend. Like we got to get this figured out. So he calls the hotel room. He's like, get him out of there. We need to talk. And she is still very loyal to him. So of course she does it. Um, And this is where we finally get the reveal that this guy has been Charlie Stuart Bradley. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of like, Oh shit, this guy, that's not good. So he runs up there. Dan Darier runs up to her room and hides the necklace. We get to hear the sparkly soundtrack under the pillow mm-hmm. um, after they get in a nice little fight. And uh, he's like, cool, you got this. You believe in your life. You're, you're happy with this guy, even though he's trying to you know, rip us off. Good luck. Here's a little something for you. I'm still looking out for you after all. And then he heads back to the shack. Then uh, Jane Mansfield finds the, uh, the necklace. We get a little more sparkly music and she puts it in a music box to hide it. So even more music. Music on top of music. It's a musical movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Also, then Charlie goes and calls Martha Vickers. and is like, you got to come to town. We got to figure this thing out. Maybe you can pull this thing together still. And she's like, okay. But we'll see uh, her allegiances start to turn in just a bit. Mm-hmm. So now back at the shack, Charlie is there. He's killed Baylock, And he's like, I'm going to need that necklace. Naturally. It's what this mm-hmm. has been about. But bad news, dude. It isn't even here. <laughs> yeah. And Martha Vickers shows up at the shack just in time for this as well. And she's privy to this information. And so she, Charlie's like, I'm going to go after Jane Mansfield. Martha Vickers, you got to hold Dan Durie a prisoner until I get back and we'll figure out what, what we're going to do with this. But yes, this is where you start to see Martha Vickers kind of her icy cold heart melt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sees that hunk Dan Durie and is just like, you know what? I'm not going to shoot you after all. And he's, he's pretty confident about that too. Cause she has a gun, but he's like, I'm going to leave this shack. <laughs> he walks his way out. Yeah. So we're just going to enjoy the camera frame on you <laughs> while I'm walking out. Yeah. And uh, he goes to call Jane Mansfield and warn her about all this, but she's not there or is she because she makes it back. And that's like, yo, meet me at the steel pier. This is where we really get some good Atlantic city too. Oh Yeah. So at the pier, Charlie has followed her over there and then they end up in a a fun house. Yeah. 
a noir trope at this point, right, Dan? Yeah. Well, it has that. I I, I even noted it because I want to make sure I, I get it right. But the the um, the narration where it says, "We the dead welcome you." Yeah. <laughs> if we get a soundbite of that, that I mean, it's it's kind of creepy and it plays a lot. So it's it's it definitely gives an interesting atmosphere. Dan, for you, is that soundbite? We the dead welcome you. See, are you happy now? I couldn't be more happy. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, Jane Mansfield has brought the music box with her with the uh, necklace. necklace in it. They head into the endless tunnel attraction and running through it. It's a, a good time. She drops the box and it, it plays the song, which is not helpful. Oops. It falls. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the place. And Dan Duryea is like, look, dude, just take the necklace. Just leave Jane Mansfield out of this. Obviously, I'm not going to make out of this, but leave the girl alone. And he's like, yeah, cool. No problem. And then shoots him. <laughs> also, and real so- quick, I want to I mention that I, I don't know if you felt the same way, but why, this sequence reminds me a lot of Lady of Shanghai, Lady from Shanghai. Well, that's why I was saying it was a trope, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but absolutely. That, that's like my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was hearing a lot about the influence um, that uh, Orson Welles had on Paul Wenkos. So that makes perfect sense. Oh yeah. You can see it. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if it's better than Lady from Shanghai. That might still be the best one, but it, it works great. And he, wasn't there another movie too, Dan, that we did that had a little, little something like that at the end? Are you thinking of Nightmare Alley? Maybe. Well, Nightmare Alley kind of was like the whole thing. Yeah. I feel like there was one more, but I'm not sure. Been, yeah, I, I can't think of it all the time I have. I mean, we've done a lot of episodes. Episode 76. Dan. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's, I, I find this more like Lady from Shanghai artistically, it might be better, like as far as with obviously with the mirrors and stuff like that. But I think what happens in this sequence is more thrilling in a way like it's more mm-hmm. like the more stuff happens there's more action there, there's like the the steps that come up where like he starts to shoot durier and he's kind of falling, going down steps and he just keeps on shooting them oh, um, yeah yeah it's just as we're kind of getting to because they basically they, they're watching that act on steel pier i mean that's basically where we're at right now where they're watching mm-hmm. acting he has that scene where he's like behind them you know with the gun and they're trying to figure out like what to do um and eventually yeah when he lets her go and then he shoots him and then they're down the steps and that leaves us kind of in this, like, in the, like the walkway area at Steel Pier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that was cool. Just like you're watching what's happening. You know, Dan Duryea is dying in Jane Mansfield's arms. Runs up, you, yeah. you have this wonderful, like, background behind yeah. it, too. You know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm and sad and glad all at once. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they come in and Charlie's like, hey, I'm one of you guys, remember? He's flashing bad, his badge yeah. and stuff. And they're like, good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You did it. I, I forgot to mention that. I like that in right, right leading up to when they go into Steel Pier and, and he sees that cop there and he like he's like, oh, don't worry about it, buddy. And he like flap, fl- flashes the badge at him. He's like, I got it. But the cop's just like, oh yeah, no problem. Then he immediately goes to the call box and is just like, this it's seems weird. a little bit weird yeah. to me. <laughs> like, and calls his superior down. And, he saved and the day, that cop. He did, yeah. He's the hero of the film at the end of it. I mean, yeah, him, I mean him and Martha Vickers here in a second. Yeah. So hero cop, shout out to him. And then, yeah, Charlie's like, yeah, what a great job we did. Ah, man, that guy, that Dan Duryea, he threw that necklace in the ocean, so that's gone. Uh, Oh, well. And then Martha Vickers comes out and is like, not so fast, sir. You are a grade A liar. Yeah. And the cops are like, yeah, we we had a feeling, even though we were on board with this guy. 
So he punches him in the face. The cop punches him in the face, and the camera work is perfect because it gives that like disorienting. You're just seeing the point of view of the fist coming. That's at the something camera. I wanted to give a shout out to because there's a point too, like a gun gets pulled, and it's very brief, but it's like in your face point of view, and there's like yes. shots like that that are just very yeah, visceral. It's very yeah. exciting. I mean, that's the whole thing about this movie is just you're very excited. Yes, I hope we sounded excited too. Like I said, we're beaten up by the weekend, but. <laughs> What a fantastic time we had. I think it's showing. Yeah. We get the necklace back. So we got the necklace. We handcuffed Charlie. He's, he's going to jail. Thank God. Yeah. There's a, gr- a great shot of uh, the that like police captain. And they're like, what do you do? And, and you see the cops leading the body with the tarp of. Mm-hmm. Well, first it, it pans to the cop in like the forefront. And then you see Charlie. And, and, and he's kind of like looking like he's just, you know, he's just got beat up and the cops are kind of like holding him arm in arm. And then the camera pans over and they see like the marquees of Atlantic City and the boardwalk. And you see the back of the basically the meat wagon, <laughs> you know, and then you've got you know, Dury on, on, on a stretcher and they're loading him into the, it's just a really cool shot. I just I just love that that at the end. 8.2, Dan, for me. 8.2? I, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I mean, it just pans out of, uh, you know, just a wide shot, uh, crane shot of the the boardwalk at that point. That's it. Basically, it. That's it. You had a great time and you're like, why is there no Blu-ray of this movie? That it, You bring it up. I was I was going to make sure I mentioned it because Dan I had to rent this on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, it's truly the biggest crime about this movie is that it's not more widely available and it's particularly on Blu-ray. And I don't know if it's a rights thing or, or what, I mean, TCM put it on in a DVD box set a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, it does exist out there. Yeah. But that box set is like super pricey, pricey now. Yeah. It's pricey. Yeah. Don't so, even look for it unless you're one of our millionaire listeners. Yes. But yeah, I, I would definitely like, if there's a way we can get a campaign going, like, yeah, I, I you know, I mean, I the print they have isn't even bad. It would be a very minor upgrade. Yeah. It's ex- definitely like the print I watched. Yeah. It was very acceptable. Uh, I mean, I had a little bit, a little bit of grain, but very watchable for sure. Easily could be upgraded and ingrained yeah. away. And yeah, I would love to see this come out there. I would, I would grab it in an instant. Mm. And I'd like to see more people uh, appreciate this too. You know, I, maybe that's what it needs is just a, a wider release of uh, availability, but um yeah, yeah. I mean, seeing it on on Noir Alley, like I I like you know obviously with the Philadelphia connection, I was just like I remember watching. I was like, how did I not know about this movie? You know, yeah. like it, it really was. Yeah, that even thing. Philly should be like, this is one of our best movies. Like, yeah, this is cool. Like, this and Blowout, like, there's a yeah. double feature. I would. That's perfect. And as a, and that brings us to what I was gonna say earlier about Atlantic City is like I think this is definitely in my like top three favorite atlantic city area movies because there's this movie that burlan caster one right yeah which is like that louis mall film which i absolutely love and that also needs a blu-ray upgrade please someone mm-hmm. out there please put that out criterion i'm, I'm looking at you maybe people um, just don't like atlantic city that they're just like maybe there's a that. ban on it you know yeah and well criterion did release the third one which is the it's in a box set. it's the king of marvin gardens with uh jack nicholson mm-hmm. um it's and it's early 70s like grimy decrepit even more so than in 1980, Malls, Atlantic City. Is that um, that box set with Easy Rider and stuff? Yes, yeah. yes, it's in that 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 box set, and that movie's awesome. So nice. yeah, so like that's definitely like top three for me, but and including The Burglar, but yeah, just it it makes for just a really interesting locale. I mean, Atlantic City is such a just a bizarre place. It has such a long history of just like everything across the gamut. I mean, there's mm-hmm. everything you know, obviously to the gambling and and stuff and and you know, being a, a you know, a, a beach destination and resort. And, 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 you know, now I, I don't really 
I wouldn't characterize it as that comparative to some of the other ones. No, if I was running away and hiding out from a crime, that's not where I'm headed. <laughs> no, but it's just such a fascinating, I've always been fascinated ever since when I was a little kid, I was always fascinated with just Atlantic City in general. So anytime you get a, a, an interesting movie that that's like the backdrop, it's, it's always kind of fascinating to me. So I'm always on the lookout for that. Yeah. That like Coney Island, I would say. Yeah. Coney Island's interesting. I too, guess just yeah. any like, you know, seaside resort beach yeah. town. It's, it's always fun to see. Yeah, for sure. But in small doses. I don't want to be there for the whole movie. Yeah, I, and I think this is a, a good mix. Absolutely. So this was obviously a, a novel, like we said, from uh, from David Goodis in 1953 mm-hmm. from Philadelphia. And then he was given the opportunity to adapt this script. This independent feature, like we said, it comes from Philadelphia producer and film processor, Louis or Lewis. I, I'm unsure of the pronunciation. Back then, I'm going Louis, though. W. Kelman. He was hoping to, you know, really have Philadelphia take off as like a popular film place and he would be like the film processor for it all. Mm-hmm. So w- perfect. So he put together this film. Uh, it was the debut film, like we said, of uh, Paul Wenkos, Philadelphia director. And uh, he, he cast Jane Mansfield, who was still pretty unknown at this point. Uh, he had seen P. Kelly's Blues from 1955 and saw everyone pretty psyched on uh, how beautiful she is on set. And he's like, all so right, maybe, maybe we have something. <laughs> yeah, seems seems like a good idea. Yeah. Um, and like we were saying, it pretty much it was due to her entirely that this film was even seen at all. Though a couple years later, there was difficulty finding a buyer for the film until Columbia came in and Harry Cohn was like, yeah, I'll do you a favor and take it off your hands for Jane Mansfield. But also, I mean, part of this deal was Paul Wenkos as well. He got a contract with Columbia after that. I mean, they noticed that he really had something. Yeah, I mean, you, you see it in the movie. I mean, it's he, it's it's really well done. His credit is directed and edited by, though there's a uncredited Herda Horn helped out with the editing. But I mean, this guy, he had, came in with the style and he came in very confident. And, mm. you know, naturally, thankfully, they, they saw some good in that. Although, did he come through on that promise? I mean, that's a question altogether. Yeah. So uh, fun fact, too, uh, they, they talk about the Moya Mensing prison because they don't want to end up there. That was on 10th and Reed in Philadelphia, which people will now know is an Acme is there. <laughs> so it's not the, the prison anymore. No, but there's still a plaque there if you yeah. ever walk by the Acme. But that's where like H.H. Holmes was. It was like one of the famous serial killers of the 19th century, I think it was. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole Google search in itself. The movie oh, yeah. was made for $90,000. Dan Durier was 50, not 35, as we've said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's it for pretty much for fun facts I have on this one. Uh, It it was remade in 1971 as Le Casse or The Burglars in France. Um, This movie actually sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I did. I did read up on that movie. Um, It's known for a good car chase and a a fall from a construction truck down a steep, rocky hillside. I mean, that's alone is, is fascinating. And they filmed it twice. Once in French and once in English with the same cast. Wow. Yeah, those movies are, are always really interesting. But I mean, it's got John Paul Bamundo and uh, Omar Sharif. So, I mean, yep. I'm sure it's... And, and, and you know, Morricone uh, did the, the, the score. So, like, you know, it's got to be pretty cool. That sounds <laughs> so, cool. And we know this yeah. story is good. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see that. Maybe that'll be a bonus episode at some point. Yeah. Well, and and that, that brings up... So, when you mentioned earlier about the... Uh, you want more of this late fifties, you know, film noir era. So his Paul Wenkos directed another film noir right after it called, let me make sure I get the title right. Yeah, he did. I saw he did like two film noir 
and then it was Gidget, and then that just changed everything. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, well, well, first off, he did direct an episode of Honey West, so that does that exists. So that's yes. a nice, nice crossover. But it's called The Case Against Brooklyn, and it came out in mm-hmm. 1958, and it stars for for our, our Night Stalker fans, uh, Darren McGavin, and uh, it's on DVD. It's actually on uh, Sony Pictures Entertainment on Demand DVD. And I've watched the trailer and it looks pretty cool. So maybe we'll uh, put that on the list. Put that on the list. Yeah. Cause like I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I want more of him and I want more of this era. And I was, you know, kind of going through his work and I noticed that and I was like, this seems really cool. So I was, I was definitely like, you know, let's add this to the list and, and keep this in our, our minds. Cause I feel like if you want more of this, I think hopefully this should uh, satiate that, that urge. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want more Paul Wenkos, you know, he went on to make a, Guns of the Magnificent Seven, The Great mm. Escape 2, The Untold Story. Which I didn't know existed. <laughs> Who could forget Gidget Goes Hawaiian? Did he also do Gidget Goes to Rome? Uh, I mean, I'm sure that movie came out. I don't know if he was behind it, but yeah. I think and he then did. He, he also did a ton of like TV movies. It made sense that he directed Honey West. He, he basically just gave up on all of that promise and just like went to TV. But they say yeah. he was quite good at, you know, what he did in that regard. So yeah. That medium was all the better for it, but for us film noir fans, it's a loss. Pour, pour one out for for a lost uh, potential. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> great movie. Uh, thank yeah. you so much to David M for suggesting it. That was yeah. great. That was a very thoughtful suggestion, and uh, we appreciate it. And Philadelphia also says thanks a lot for some representation. Yeah, no, I was looking forward to when we would eventually get to this. So I'm glad that kind of reminded us and and you know, got you the opportunity to see it. Cause yeah, I think I, I had, I knew going into this, I was like, I feel like Joey will really like this one. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. But it was just how much. And it was yes. quite, quite a bit. Quite I said 8.2. I'm going 8.8 on this one. I'm, I'm oh, upgrading wow. the score. That's how much I like it. Wow. Wow. I got, got it moved up even far farther. Yeah. That's good. Well, I wonder what city we're going to next week, but we're going back to turning back the clock just a little bit to 1949. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you turn back the clock, Dan, it's going to make an impact. We're doing impact. Impact. We have just seen one kind of violent impact. But another kind is human impact. The force with which two lives come together. Sometimes for good. Sometimes for evil. There's a law that a wife can't testify against her husband. There's a law against murder, too, but that didn't stop him, and nothing's going to stop me until I'm through. You're going to let her go to trial for murder? Oh, no, Bill. Why not? She tried to kill me, she and her cousin. But they didn't. Who says they didn't? Let them try and prove it. very very much looking forward to this one finally my girl makes her appearance on the Ooh, on the show <laughs> i had this I, movie kind of spoiled to me from a uh like a film noir facebook group 
Oh, really? Well, I just know one thing about it. I won't. I'll. I'll. I'll reveal it next week. I, okay. I don't think it's going to ruin anything, but yeah. I mean, I've already seen it, so you can't I just. I just mean for me. Okay, that's all. And I don't want to delve into it because maybe I'm wrong. Right. But it's streaming on Canopy. It's Will very we shout, available. It's on, it's shout, on Film Detective too. Dan, we shout out Canopy first and foremost because they follow us on Instagram, and that's very kind of them to do so. So yes, go to your local library and set up your Canopy account. But yes, very available, Paramount Plus, to be with ads. And also, I believe this is where you discovered it or Film Detective. From through the Film Detective app. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's on the app and I have the DVD too. I was kind of looking, I was kind of curious to check maybe this time I'll watch it on the app to see if it looks better. Uh, I'm a little bit curious. I'm probably gonna end up double dipping because I need to buy the movie, but I'm gonna stream it and then wait for it to arrive. Okay. Cause I'll need my screenshots and whatnot. But yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping you'll enjoy it. We'll see. Yeah, if it makes an impact, but uh, <laughs> if for nothing else, I think Ella Rains will make an impact. That I'm hoping. There you go. Do you? I know ag- she has with me. <laughs> <laughs> Did she make an impact with you? Yeah. Uh, send it. Well, not you, Dan. I'm saying the oh. greater. <laughs> oh, I thought you were still talking to me. Right, I'm segueing. Well, I mean, always, but yeah. At the end of the day, there's only two people on the Zoom meeting. Are you sure about that? Ooh, well done. <laughs> Special guest. <laughs> Well, Victor Laszlo, of course. But. Yes, yeah, he's well, he's, he, he's a silent he, listener. Yeah, exactly. He's just like off in the corner. He doesn't even have headphones yeah. on. He just gets the episode after the fact, and he's taking notes. <laughs> he's, he's taking something. Do you have notes for Victor Laszlo? Not you, Dan. Well, I mean, if you do, please give them to him. I do, but yeah, but if our listeners do, yes. Well, you know what? You could send it the same way. The real out of the podcast at gmail.com. He answers those emails anyway, so mm-hmm. you know, might as well get right to the source. <laughs> Dan, what's our Twitter account? Out of the cast? And what's our Instagram account? Out of the podcast. What can people do on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts? They can subscribe. What else can they do? They can listen. Well, it, well, that's part of subscribing. They can rate and <laughs> review, right? They can do that too. You should do that. It helps people find the show. That's always a good thing. Got to keep those numbers boosted. HR is going to really freak out at us otherwise. Yeah. The board members. Yeah, the board of trustees is, is coming down on us again. So, you know, I don't trust those trustees. Never could. I'm not going to jail for you. you or anybody. Anybody. <laughs> We're between lawyers right now. Uh, I can't wait to the day we do that episode. One day. That's, that's all the stuff for people to do, right, Dan? Yeah, pretty much. Other than just have a great day. Yeah, and, and watch this movie. Find, find it. Find it and watch it. Which one, burglar or impact, or both? Really, right? You're- I mean, all of them, but in in specificity to this this episode, yes, the the burglar, yeah, yeah, episode seventy six, of course. Yes, <laughs> we're on our way to one hundred. We're getting there. It's a mountain to climb, and we're exhausted, but we did it. We did good. We're giving ourselves a pat on the back and each other's backs. We've got two arms after all. Well, this one, one for you, and then one for me. The sixty nineing of backpats, right? I think it's time to end the episode. <laughs> All right, Dad. Hey, here's the crime. Yes, here's the crime. My cup of blood, it looks like. Cranberry yeah, what's that? Uh, cranberry raspberry, my favorite drink of all time. Oh, at, you... this, at this point, in this time okay. of my life. I still haven't gotten the... Uh, I want to try the apple juice, the 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 pure... Oh, the called? Simply? Simply, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I also I... need to do the fruit punch. Maybe we can right. set up a day where we... Well, uh, next episode, Dan. Let's each have a, a glass of that. Okay. For our toast. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, here's the crime again because 
two toasts. It's Here's a, a future toast. crime. Here's future a future crimes. crime. Yes. <laughs> crimes of the future. Go uh, watch it. Tell us what you think. Yes. I can't stop thinking about it. I can't wait to watch it. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>